0: I can't let that lady marry my daddy. It's like you always say, Tommy. A baby's gonna do what a baby's gonna do. And we've to stop that wedding. How are you gonna do that, Chucky? Um,
1: Like I said, this is going to be a chill one for me.
0: How chill is it going to be? Oh, dude. It's
1: going to be so freaking chill. Like, you want me to describe you what I'm wearing right now?
0: I would love to hear what you're wearing right now.
1: All right. I've got boots. I've got big baggy pants. I've got a sequin mesh shirt on. I've got a big old zoot suit jacket. (laughs) And I've got a short-brimmed fedora. What's that in my mouth? A corncob pipe.
0: Oh, I was hoping it was a lollipop.
1: Oh, what's that inside of the corncob
0: pipe? <laughs> yes. a
1: lollipop. Yes, and?
0: Yes, and. I'm excited about that. It's, and it's a and what, are, what are you wearing? I am wearing flip-flops. And you go up, you, yes. you go up on my shins. They're super sunburned. Huh. They're just peeling, oh. <laughs> peeling like the Dickens, mate. Uh, mm. My knees are rubbed raw by the ocean floor. I'm wearing mm. board shorts. They're uh, they're that blo- ocean
1: didn't kiss. That ocean did not kiss you. That no, ocean it did slapped not. Slapped you.
0: It was a sloppy she, wet get kiss. Get over here. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> it was an
1: unforeseen kiss.
0: <laughs> no, it was sloppy wet, as John Mark McMillan would say. <laughs> And I've got bright blue board shorts with jellyfish on them. Uh, you mm. go up to the rest of me body. I've got uh, no shirt, of course. And yeah,
1: of course, naturally.
0: But just a wicked farmer's tan because this is the first time of the year that I've taken my shirt off. Uh, you,
1: This is the first time?
0: Yes, minutes ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, that and, had to be difficult and i'm just like super not in shape so as you look at my torso mm. it makes you really uncomfortable and you wish i'd cover it up
1: yeah but no, just i i would prefer to keep it loose keep all, it loose and all kinds of hair
0: wild. all over my body oh
1: all kinds
0: all kinds and then A i've got some variety of hair nice and,
1: nice and uh,
0: my hair is just you know disheveled and uh kind of crusty with the salty air you know
1: Mm,
0: yep and uh that's that's my look for the day so uh
1: that's a uh very vivid look i'm imagining it right now and wait you you missed a very important part what what about what about your beard
0: oh my beard is just wild and long it's just it can't be tamed there's like mollusks in it there's a little crab crawling through in it and it looks like he's just kind of made a home in there
1: has it turned into tentacles yet?
0: No tentacles, just crab claws sticking out every which way. There's a little crab and he kinda waves his it, claw like this is my home now.
1: So instead of Davy Jones, your your beard oh that that'd be kinda that'd be a look. Uh yeah. it turns into crab legs and crab claws.
0: Yep. Cool. So that would be a look. Is that a good vibe for this episode?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all right. we've established what, we're, what our aesthetics are. We'll get
0: started then. Um, Welcome to Purely Nostalgia. It's the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shep Smith, and I am the greatest good you're ever going to get, and I'm also the greatest surfer of all time.
1: And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I am what the French call laissez compétent which means very cool and very chill.
0: I just did a quick Google Translate search, and that is correct. That's what it it means.
1: Thank you so much. These accents are going to be difficult to maintain.
0: I plan to abandon mine in just a couple minutes here.
1: Well, before you abandon yours, I'm curious to know as to why you have adopted this some would believe to be Australian accent.
0: Some would believe that if they've never heard a real Australian person talk. Uh, Right, right. This is what I believe all surfers to talk like, and I've adapted this way of speaking because I am... uh, I don't know of a better way to put it than I'm the greatest surfer of all time now.
1: Now, to uh, harken back to um, one of our previous episodes... You did say that your um, New Year's resolution was to be able to learn to surf. Yes. It's March, Mm -hmm. and you you, you have the rest of the year, my dude. (laughs) You're living free.
0: I'm there, mate. I'm already there. I have gotten up on exactly, well, I don't know about exactly, but somewhere around three waves total. Uh, Does this
1: mean that you uh, you get to start twenty twenty one early? You get to like get it's like extra credit. You get to go ahead and sk- skip a few pages and get there before the rest of us.
0: I think so, and I've actually already taken a peek as to what it looks like in twenty twenty one. So go ahead and ask me some questions, and I'll answer them for you. Okay, is it my year, Clint? I i regret to tell you that it is not your year. <laughs>
1: Ah dang beans dude well, you know maybe maybe twenty twenty two is gonna be my year
0: uh i I can't look that far ahead, but uh i it's not looking promising based on the valley that you have placed yourself in in twenty twenty one it's gonna be hard climbing your oh, way oh. out of there
1: oh no so twenty twenty one is for one it's not gonna be my year, and two. It's going to be a very bad year. It's It's not even going to be neutral.
0: It's going to be a bad year, mostly for you, but kind of for everyone because of the fallout of your actions.
1: Oh, this... Okay, so that kind of tells me that in 2020, um, I gained some sort of prominence, which is exciting. Um, And then I use my platform, and things go terribly and a lot of people are affected negatively. Um, Okay, I'm ready to, you know, not to steal your thunder. I'm ready to ride the wave.
0: So let me tell you um, what I can see here in 2021. Uh, Mm -hmm. All I can tell you is that you are in the process of being impeached as the President of the United States, um, which would (laughs) imply that you win the election here in cool, 2020 cool uh which is yeah. surprising to say the least
1: yeah it's like that kevin costner movie swing vote where i'm pretty sure he doesn't get the he becomes the president and it, it, it's all because um he he's the only person in america that didn't vote and then they're like how about this guy instead
0: yeah i think that's what we can assume happened so um yeah so you better live it up while you can because you, your presidency is not going to go well, mate.
1: Yeah, like who cares? That's that's my model, my motto. Um, page 2020, who cares?
0: Who cares? So uh, um, <clears throat> I'm going to stop talking like this. I, I feel like everyone has already turn, turned off the episode at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that's st- probably a, a wise decision. If you're still with us, thank you. Um, we're talking about Rugrats in Paris today.
1: Um, Rugrats in Paris. Wait, you are incorrect. We are talking about Rugrats in Paris the movie. You're right. It is Rugrats in
0: Paris colon the movie. Um, so you
1: got your colon in this one. It's in a weird spot, but um, you got your colon.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they did it that way. I mean, I've, I guess the idea was people would think it was an episode of a TV show if they didn't add the movie. Sure. Um, I don't like it. It should just be called Rugrats in Paris. Um Wow, I keep, like, almost stumbling back into the Australian accent. It's really good. to be well, a Well, it,
1: it, you talked, like, uh, well, to pull back the curtain a little bit here, you talked, like, for a full 45 minutes that way uh, before we started, you know, getting into the episode. And so I think that this has just become natural for you at this point.
0: Well, it, I mean, really, when I was on the trip where I was learning to surf, like, me and my friend mm-hmm. were talking in those accents for... Really three days straight, like, we did not stop. Oh, man. It was really a problem. I,
1: I really hope that some people heard you, and then you severely let them down.
0: I actually was able to pull in and out of it more than my friend was. He was actually, like, everywhere we would go, he would start talking to people in his accent. And his was, not to toot my own horn, I don't think my accent's very good, but his was much, much worse. <laughs> and he, he would just, like... Everyone we talked to was talking in that accent, and I would, like, nudge him and be like, you're doing it. And he was completely unaware. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, well, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to try my yeah. best not to slip back into it, but I apologize if I do. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, hey, I'm I'm just going to establish
1: this here. If you slip back in,
0: no judgment. This okay. is a,
1: a judgment-free
0: zone. Oh, like Planet Fitness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well that's my <laughs> that's my second slogan for twenty twenty. page twenty twenty. This is a judgment free zone.
0: <laughs> uh okay. Sounds good. So uh <laughs> Rugrats of Paris. We gotta talk about that movie. It's uh the babies are back at it yeah. and they're in France's time. So uh what do you got? Yeah, what do you make of They are that?
1: back Yeah man. These babies are back at it again. They're back at it again and they're Having a whole bunch of antics around France, and reptar is there as well, and so is Jonathan Lithgow.
0: and Susan Sarandon and Susan Sarandon, which was shocking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was her until this time around um yeah very but then
1: again what like what how how when what year did this movie come out two thousand 2000. Pre-9 so you would have been 11. six years old. Oh, yep, and it showed. Um, So, so yeah, I can't imagine you as a six-year-old going, is that Susan Sarandon?
0: Yep, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Is that the lady from Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> is what I asked my mother as a child.
1: That w- <laughs> she said, how do you know what that is? Um, and then Child Services burst in and said, we got gotcha. you. You let your child see Rocky Horror picture.
0: Come with us. We gotta cover that on this show. <laughs>
1: no, I'm. That's that makes me. That show makes me nervous.
0: If we ever did like a purely nostalgia after dark, that's what we do. <laughs> Is that where we can cuss? Yeah, we could cuss if we cover a Rocky Horror picture show for sure. Yeah, put that behind the paywall though. Um, but we'll still put like the dolphin sensor noises. But you'll, but we'll also not mute the cuss words, so it just like is a dolphin noise over a cuss word.
1: Oh, but the dolphin noise will be like super quiet, so you can hear right. what I say. Right. It's like an opaque noise. You can mm-hmm. really make out what I'm saying through it. Yeah, I like that. That's hot. so.
0: We'll probably do that in like 2022 or 2023 if we're still doing the show. Then after cleanse. Yeah, been that's true. What do I have? From to, from what office. do I have
1: to lose at that point? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to maintain my public image at all.
0: Um, so Clint, what was your experience with Rugrats and Paris Cole in the movie as a child?
1: Um oh man, Rugrats and Paris Cole in the movie. Um, I feel like I had um I don't know, this we we've kind of talked about this phenomenon before, um, where as a kid we have more attachment than uh, to a sequel than we do the original property or mm-hmm. the, the the first one, I guess. This isn't technically a sequel, I suppose. It's just a different movie of this property, and so it's definitely a it, sequel, it, it,
0: right? I, I don't know. I mean, I see what I mean, you're saying. Yeah, it, it's a sequel,
1: but it's also not a sequel. Um, but this uh, this movie, you know, came out um, in well, what on earth? I tried googling, and I was like, when did Rugrats uh, in Paris come out? and it's saying it's only giving me the time that it came out in uh, in Brazil. <laughs> so uh when did it, when did this movie release? Um, Are you able to tell me this?
0: I should be. It is I mean it's the year 2000 for sure. Yeah. And as I scroll down, I can probably tell you in a second here. 17th of November in the year 2000.
1: 17th of November 2000. Okay, yes. that makes sense because this movie um I remember very clearly uh, going to see this movie on Thanksgiving Day with oh, okay. my father and my sister and my cousin. Uh, you were my a brother tyke. had. I was a little tight, you are correct. Um, but I can clearly remember seeing this one in theaters. Um, it used to be a tradition of ours. I think th- we probably went a few more times after, uh, after we saw this, but we used to go see movies like fairly frequently on like Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day or things like that. Or, uh, like 4th of July, just different holidays. We would go see a movie. Late just at kind
0: night. of a quirky thing that your family does that makes you guys. Yeah. Super it's random just and a, quirky.
1: It's just a silly random and quirky thing that our family would do. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing this movie, um, up in Dunlap, Tennessee, which is where Why? my grandparents live. <laughs> this is where my grandparents live. Weird. Uh, and we went to go see, we, we like spent the night at their house the night before. And, um, my dad was like, I, hey, let's go see these these talking babies that you know that I like. I heard they're in Paris in this one. And so we we all went, and uh, I saw it, and I thought, this is my movie. Um, this, <laughs> this movie has done it for me. Um, I mean, there's Robo Snail and Reptar fighting. That's pretty dang cool. And sumo wrestlers s- singing and making silly noises. Somebody get this movie an award. Um, and I remember when it came out, I got it on VHS. I probably got it around Christmas time. Um, and do you remember what the what the VHS tape looked like?
0: Uh, yes, I can clearly picture it in my brain.
1: It Nickelodeon orange.
0: Yes, as all Nickelodeon yep. movies were, right? Well, no, I don't know if they all were, but I know this one was. This is yeah, very this orange one I movie. can.
1: Yes, a very orange movie indeed, which is good branding. Um, it was in the plastic clamshell case, and uh, which all movies should still come that way. Um, and the actual VHS tape itself was big old bright orange. Mm-hmm. That's my personal experience. Um, I know that you. I, I feel like compared to the first one, if I'm remembering correctly, you said that you had more of an attachment to this one and this one defined your childhood if i'm remembering correctly so absolutely uh, what's your personal experience
0: and before i get into that i have to make note of two quick things one um it is a sequel because at the very beginning the title card says rugrats 2 with the roman numeral 2 in the font of from the godfather so it's definitely yeah that's that's true It's Rugrats 2 baby. And uh the other thing is I want to make note of the tagline listed on IMDb. Do you know what it is?
1: Uh Rugrats in Paris. Mm, I
0: don't have a joke. No. What is it? It's New Heights in Adventure. Oh. I I just don't really understand it. That's why I wanted to make note it, of it.
1: That's just so, that's just so vague. It's new like we ran out of a
0: tagline. In an adventure.
1: So I guess That's because like the pro- the producers didn't come up with a tagline, and so they went to like a free tagline domain and were like, "All right, random tagline generator, new heights and adventure." Yep, let's take it.
0: Yeah, they had to describe the move, like put a few adjectives to describe the movie. They're like zany, mm-hmm. wacky, family adventure, and then this is what it came up with:
1: big silly poop,
0: big silly big, poop, big silly poop. Um, yep, ooey gooey world, ooey uh, gooey world. Yeah. So, my experience with Rugrats and Paris Cole in the movie, which came out in the year 2000, um, I don't remember, I don't have any vivid memories of seeing this in theaters. However, I think I probably did, and I just don't, I don't think sure. I have as good of a memory as you in general, but I do um, remember seeing this movie just so many times growing up. and um, Yeah. I think I teased that there was some interesting backstory with my history with this movie. Um, so me and my cousin, who was about a year younger than me, um, we were really close growing up, um, he lived mm-hmm. right down the street or he lived in the neighborhood next to mine, and I would often just walk to his house like um in my which is like insane to me thinking about it now because yeah. I would be like five years old and I would walk alone to his house yeah. and it wasn't down the street. it was in a different neighborhood, so I had to cut through people's yards to get to his Yeah, house. stuff
1: like that happened often back then.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like an old man, like, reminiscing about the good old days and how you could do anything back in the day, but it's just crazy thinking about that. Um, yeah. But, so, one of the activities... Go, like, sh-
1: go shout at the traffic while you're at it.
0: Yeah, get off my lawn. Um, but one of the activities that we had, we would engage in when I would go to his house is we would turn on the, the soundtrack to Rugrats the movie on his little boombox. <laughs> mm <laughs> And we would oh. do, we would have dance parties in his bedroom, and uh-huh. we would choreograph dance routines and like we would even turn off the lights and like turn on like various lights around the room and make it seem like we were like on stage, um, and we would get super into it and we would dance to like Who Let the Dogs Out and that Aaron Carter song, yep. and Chucky e. Chan and all those great tunes from this classic film, um, and it was it, it well. I've spent so many hours dancing to the soundtrack for this movie. So every time a song <laughs> came down, came on when I was watching it this time around, I it was just like I went, I was transported, I was transported back to the past, and uh, was instantly. Did in you that like
1: Manchurian Candidate? Did you like Manchurian Candidate? Like just start moving rhythmically, <laughs> like.
0: Yes, I would just start doing, five, which is
1: what Christians call dancing, rhythmic movement. I uh, just want to.
0: I would start doing six to seven-year-old dance moves. which would just, like, kind of bouncing like, <laughs> up and down. Um, yep. And um, so we would... L- I re- almost remember the soundtrack more than I remember the movie itself, but also I know that I saw the movie a lot of times because as I was re-watching it, I was, like, just remembering every single line almost, and was like, man, this movie's incredible. Um, as I said in the last episode, I didn't have much of an attachment with the first movie. I don't even know that I've seen it more than, like, once or twice um but this one mm-hmm. i've seen many many times and i have a deep deep love for to this very day um
1: to this very day you still yeah you still do have a deep deep love for it occur- according to letterboxd at least
0: yeah so um let's get let's just go ahead and get into this because it seems like it's going to be a bit of a tense episode because <laughs> we sure. don't agree. No. we don't agree on this movie yeah,
1: I, I'm a little nervous, but I also don't know if I have like the mental fortitude right now to argue my points as aggressively <laughs> I don't as either. I as I really want to. Um, yeah, mostly because I haven't left my house in like a day or two. But um, yeah. So and there's no reason. For I, that. it's just because you have correct to. no reason at all. Correct. Um, yeah, I gave it a two out of five stars, uh, which is a four out of ten. So I gave it a failing grade.
0: Yeah, um, so and you that, take
1: you take issue with this.
0: So that sucks to me because it's a wrong <laughs> opinion, and you have really royally screwed up. Because this, Clint, this is French cinema, and you have wiped this your bottom white? with it. French cinema. This is, is French cinema. This is a great movie. I rated it um, four out of five stars and eight out of ten. That and is bonkers to me. No, you are the one who is bonkers, my friend.
1: Okay, hey, instead, new idea. Um, this 2020 is the year of friendship and happiness. Um, is it? Which is, yeah. Um, we're doing so a bad job you... of that so far. <laughs> instead of you know us fighting and arguing, we can still fight and argue uh, a little bit. But I want you to try and convince me that this is good. Instead of convincing me that I'm wrong, if that makes sense,
0: um, I don't, I don't know how to convince you that it's good because if you didn't watch it and love it, I don't, I feel <laughs> like the problem is with you.
1: <laughs> Card cards on the table. If if I bring up a point that I didn't like and your rebuttal is, yeah, but that's good, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump through the phone and punch you in the throat. That's going to happen. If, what if that's
0: the case? Like, what if? what if you say something that's bad and I say no actually that my friend is actually good okay but you have to follow up it can't be a
1: period it has to be like a semicolon at that point Yeah, the sentence has not ended it's just halted for a moment
0: okay I mean I'll give it a shot I I don't know what you could possibly come up with as a complaint against this movie but um, okay this is going to be a fun episode
1: sure sure (laughs) Uh, before we argue, I guess um, I'll give us a ten thousand foot view of this puppy.
0: Okay, we gonna like climb the, the Eiffel Tower or something.
1: Yeah, well, let's uh, let's let's get inside Reptar and he's gonna shoot us up the Eiffel Tower.
0: Except I'm gonna get a Robo Snail because we are fighting each other, and I am against yeah, you. Yeah, but that inherently
1: makes you the bad guy. So I will, I will take it. Um, um the sure. The
0: Robo Snail is actually super cool. So
1: yeah yeah you're right um okay so the Rugrats they're at it again uh this time they're at a wedding uh well at the beginning let me start over so uh Tommy's Tommy's grandpa he's getting married to this lady that I think was introduced in the TV show I'm not really I I feel like she was um they get married and then Chucky he's the he's the main character in this one he realizes ah dang I don't have a mom and that sucks Um, and so he's, you know, really down about it. And then, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how Chucky felt. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there is a arguably pretty, pretty silly and funny, um, sequence about the Godfather, the Bobfather, where they have to, uh, come to the Bobfather and ask for a, um, a wish. I take issue with uh, your
0: use of the word arguably, but go on.
1: Okay, um, well, I'm arguing for it because I was arguing against the movie as a whole. Yeah. Um, but uh, Angelica is the Bob Father, Chucky wishes for a mom, and she's like, tough beans. Uh, I'm going to go dance now. And, um, you know, cut to Tommy's dad uh, getting a call because he designed a big old Reptar mech suit um, in Rugrat, or what, what is it, in uh, Euro Reptar. Is it Reptar Euro or
0: Euro Reptar? Um, I thought it was just Reptar Land.
1: It, well, it is, but they call it Euro-something. So oh, I'm no, assuming it's, I, yeah, I'm guessing it's Euro-Reptar, like Euro-Disney. Um, and the Reptar's got some issues. So he, he goes there uh, with the whole family. Uh, the whole family goes to Paris, and then there's a mean lady who wants to be the CEO of Reptar uh, International or something like that. And they're like, you cannot be CEO until you have a family. And she's like, I need to go get me a baby. (laughs) And uh, I feel like this is a point
0: you're going to hold against this movie. And rightfully so. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Because Uh, this is why it's a four-star movie and not a five-star movie. Because they tell her, you cannot be CEO because you do not have kids. (laughs) Which is not something that would happen. Anyway, Which is illegal.
1: Um, it's discrimination of the highest kind. Yes, um, but they're like you. You need a baby in you, and she's like, oh, I need to go find. I need to go find a man to put a baby in me, and or a uh, man who just has Angela, a baby. Oh yeah, or a man that just has a baby, and she settles on Chucky's dad, and so the whole plot is her trying to woo Chucky's dad to uh, marry her, and. They almost do very quickly because he is also lonely. Um, and and uh, Chucky says, no, Ma- no, Dad, don't marry this pointy lady. And um, instead he marries her assistant. And then Chucky gets a mommy. The end.
0: Oh, man. The way you described it makes it sound bad, but it's actually good.
1: <laughs> oh, did I miss anything, though? No. I, I'm asking sincerely.
0: I mean, not really. I mean, you didn't mention that Angelica is kind of in cahoots with Coco. Um, yeah, and she feels bad. Which about is her it, name? Coco Labouche. Um, and then you know, he mar- he does end up marrying the assistant, but it's they also like have some connections early on in the movie, and like she's the one on the yeah. earpiece with Coco. So like, really, every time he has a moment with Coco, he's really having a moment with um, uh, what's her what's her name? I can't remember. It's uh, not
1: uh, Kira.
0: Kira he's really having a moment with Kira, and then at the end, they kind of fall in love and it says sometime later, so we, we don't like it's not like he just like dropped everything and married her. It could be like a long time later they got married. yeah, um,
1: is it some t- that w- i I liked that, whereas like it made the point to say this is a reasonable time for them yeah. to get to know each <laughs> other
0: how however long you think it needs to be, that's how long it is um, right
1: exactly, and, an
0: undetermined amount of time. It's it's wild how quickly I went on the defense for this movie just (laughs) because I can see the seams like I can see the things that people would take issue with. Um, But I will say this and I I wouldn't expect everyone to love this movie as much as I do. I think a big a big factor of it is nostalgia for me. And that's something that I don't take shame in like incorporating into my rating. However, I think this movie is easily better than the first one. And I think that's where we might disagree.
1: I think that it—I mean, I can, I can see where you're coming from on this. I think that as a Rugrats movie, this is a better Rugrats movie. As a movie that I enjoyed, I enjoyed the first one more, mostly because the type of humor that is dished out in—humor uh, and entertainment value that's dished out in a traditional Rugrats uh, movie or TV show— it's not what I currently find to be enjoyable. That's just me. but I, I mean,
0: it it's the same type of humor as the first one. I just feel like it's it's funnier than in this one. like I, I don't know. I thought this movie was funnier for sure. and the first one's just more maybe, boring than this. Maybe not humor, but um, what's
1: uh, plot points, beats of a movie, I guess? The, the first one was more grounded. I mean, even though it yeah, was that sucks. Like, obviously <laughs> silly. Well, I liked that, though. It, it, I, I mean, maybe, and this is the mystery of our show, I obviously had a deeper nostalgic and emotional connection to the first one, and so that's probably why, at this point in time, where I fully realize my emotions to a higher degree than I did when I was a kid, I enjoyed this one more. Um, mm. As opposed to the second one, which as a, as a kid I probably would have enjoyed the second one more. I'm not saying that you're a kid, but uh, what I am saying is that my prior experiences have influenced my current viewing. I, I suppose.
0: Hmm. Okay. So here's the problem to me is that this movie is. And, and the first one is pretty emotionally effective. I will give it that. That's the part of the movie that works for me. It just wasn't sure. like that enjoyable overall. Like, I thought it was pretty boring and not very funny. But, like, the emotional moments of the first one between Tommy and Dill and Tommy and his parents really work for me. I think this movie works even more emotionally. I just feel for Chucky. That boy, when he cries, I cry with him. That is a boy. And when hey, he okay, is the center of the though? plot, I am on his side and I love him. And I would die for the Finster family because I love his dad too.
1: Did you get emotional at any point in this movie? I
0: absolutely did. I mean, several times I like kind of started feeling pretty emotional. But the end when Chucky is dancing with Kira and then Kimmy is dancing with Chucky's dad um, and it's Mm -hmm. playing the same song that was playing at the beginning of the movie when Chucky was sad about not having a mom at the other wedding, I wept. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was so happy of the about this little family coming together I just loved yeah. it so much
1: yeah I mean it just I don't know um, it didn't do it for me uh, well I mean like I just didn't enjoy it uh, as Man. much as the first one it had enjoyable qualities to it I mean I gave it two stars so it didn't completely fail for me I could have given it it's not the lowest thing I've ever rated. Um, you know, you can find va- you can sh- polish a turd and eventually find something that shines in it, but it just didn't really do it for me,
0: my dude. I think the reason I'm frustrated is because you are a man who gave Home Alone two five stars.
1: <laughs> I did. And, You're correct, sir. And I
0: almost did that with this movie, like as my like, oh this is my homeland too. I'm gonna give this five stars. But then I was like, no, I'm gonna be honest, like this is a flawed movie, it's not perfect, it's a four star movie, it's not a five star movie. Um but yeah. it's great. Oh. Yeah. I mean
1: it it's hard, it is very difficult to in your defense it's difficult to articulate positive emotions. You can't necessarily say how you're getting endorphins for something or why you're feeling positive about something. It's very easy to f- pick apart why you're feeling negative about something. Like, I can say, I did not like this movie because the jokes felt really forced, like the fart jokes or the poop jokes or the, the wee-wee. You know, it's like, okay, <sighs> cool. <laughs> I've what I've else do
0: you before. want from a Rugrats movie, though? Like, it,
1: Yeah, but... I'm not viewing it, I mean, I'm not necessarily viewing it from a lens of, like, is this fulfilling a Rugrats movie? That's for the sequel that we might review at some point, or the current one, but but for this one, it's just, I'm looking at it objectively as a movie and not a Rugrats property, I guess.
0: Um, Clint, how many kaiju battles in that first Rugrats movie? How many what? How many kaiju battles? Uh... I think are the answer
1: no, zero. There are no kai. There are zero. Well, okay. Hold on, let me Do run the numbers the, real quick. Hold, hold no, on. No, 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 no. Um, let me argue oh, for this. Yeah, I it's think, really I zero. I think kai, Kaiju is in the eye of the beholder, and so but the the old proverb, kaiju is in the eye of the beholder. Um, the wolf versus spike. That was no. kind of like a low key kaiju battle, right?
0: Does Kai, Does uh, Does Spike fall in love in the first one? I didn't think so. Yeah, I don't think he does. Uh, maybe that's
1: why he tackled the wolf, because he wants to kiss
0: him. Hey, how many robo-snails in the first movie? There's not a robo-snail,
1: but there is a, a big old pterodactyl thing.
0: Um, Kimmy is great. She's a great character. She was uh, introduced to the show after this, a great addition to the squad. She wears little cowgirl boots. Yeah, she's the best yeah and she's not on the first one, is she? Nope, I don't think so.
1: I forgot how like gruff and gnarly her voice was yeah yeah she's pretty i mean cool. it's not bad, but it, it she it's very it's very hoarse
0: and very yeah kind she of doesn't deep. she kind of sounds the least babyish of all of them
1: yeah i mean it's it's fine voice acting, but it's like oh, this one sounds like an
0: adult doing a kid's voice. Um, And speaking of voice acting, just while we're kind of comparing the two movies, how many roles does Susan Sarandon play in the first one? Was it zero? I think it's zero.
1: I mean, Susan Sarandon's in the first one, but it's an an unspoken role. Um, Is this a bit? Like, she's just a background
0: character. Yeah, she's just a background character. That's funny. Um, Man, Susan Sarandon (laughs) is having so much fun in this movie, and I love that.
1: Hey, um, I was thinking about this while I was showering. Um, I think that you and I can, (laughs) you and I can both agree, which is a weird segment into anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you and I can agree that there is one skin, physical human that is the patron saint of our podcast. Correct? Is this Antonio Banderas? It is Antonio Banderas. Correct. Okay. Um, but if we had like a secondary, a tertiary, even saint. I think it's got to be John Lithgow, right? Probably, yeah. I guess so. Because he was in he was in Shrek, and he's also in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have strong feelings toward John Lithgow. I mean, he's great. Oh, I do. Very he's talented good, actor. He's a good man. Um, he's in some great. He's films. a great man. But uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I guess he can be second in command.
1: Okay, so it goes Antonio Banderas as. Commander in chief and John Lithgow as mm, vice president.
0: Sure. Alright, cool. Great. Um glad we've settled that. Tell me one of your issues with this movie.
1: Um it, I I I like silly things. Don't get
0: me wrong. I do like then silly you know things. Clean I got because... a movie for you. It's called Rugrats <laughs> and <then there's laughs> the movie.
1: No, no, listen. I like silly things and you you know this. Uh mostly because we do a we do a podcast that is silly. Uh, for the I, for the most part.
0: It's an accurate statement. Um I Some mean it, I, w- I wouldn't say though Goofy and Rando and honestly cringey. Sometimes cringy it's any it's
1: anything but funny, but it is definitely silly. I think that we can agree on that. Yes, um, I agree. I I do like silly things, but this felt this felt silly it was not self-aware silly, I guess. It was like we are we are doing this to entertain children silly.
0: Um, my name is Clint, and uh, Rugrats in Paris is too silly for me. It's not grounded enough like the first one is. I didn't say it was too
1: silly. It was just it. It was the different flavor of silly, and I'm using a U in this because it's in Europe. Yeah, but yeah, it was a different flavor of of silly than I, I, I really prefer, and so that I guess that was a big turnoff for me.
0: Hm, that's a problem to me because I um like this brand of silly.
1: And okay, and I'm going to say something that I know is going to absolutely outrage you. And so I'm going to step I'm going to say it and I'm gonna, going to like, like kind of step back. I'm going to say it and I'm going to step back so that you can rage and defend okay. it. And you will have every right to defend it, but this is just my opinion, okay? Uh-huh. I did not like the music.
0: So um, I think that'll do it for today. This has been purely (laughs) nostalgia. We will that'll do, Donkey. We will see you soon and Skanath for listening.
1: No, see, listen. I told you, I told you that you wouldn't like what I was gonna say. Um, Yeah, you're right. And I don't.
0: Why are we even doing the podcast anymore at this point? Because it's like you, (laughs) you just don't have a soul or a heart. And I mean, why do? This is the last episode, right? I mean, why? Why would we keep going? Yeah.
1: I I just didn't like it. They didn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, that just, like, is a freaking dagger to the heart. And, um... Listen, okay, I can... In all seriousness, I get it. I was actually being somewhat open-minded to the idea that the music wasn't that good. I don't think the mu- the music is the best part of the movie. It is a big part of my okay. nostalgic attachment to the movie. Um... I think "Chucky e. Chan" is a bop. It's a wonderful song. Yeah. Okay. "Chucky e. Chan" is a bop. Yes. Um, what do you think about the song that plays um, w- during the on sad- the airplane? Which one was that?
1: The one where he's like seeing his mom in the clouds. Is that the one you're yes. going to talk about? Wonderful. Okay. Oh, did you like that song?
0: Yeah, Clint. I liked that song.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm. Gonna, I want to find the lyrics. Songs from songs from Rugrats in Paris. Um, what is the song list here? It's not Life is a Party. It's not Who Let the Dogs no, Out. No,
0: Who Let the Dogs Out, we can all agree is a wonderful song. Life is a well, Party. Yeah, it's is the, the, Baha the man. <laughs> um Life is a Party was one that me and my cousin would dance to. That was one of the big dancing songs for sure. There. Um, it's sure. a wonderful, wonderful song.
1: Aaron Carter. It's not um, When You Love. It's not when you love, because that's a very sad I song. I want
0: a mom who can make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a mom want a who will mom last forever. Who can knit me in a sweater. Do you know who sings that? <laughs> no, who is it?
1: It's Cindy Lauper.
0: <laughs> I love this movie more. It's a five star movie now. It's freaking sin it's freaking Kinky
1: Boots saying this song. I'm gonna read the lyrics real fast. Um, I want a mom that will last forever. I want a mom to make it all better. I want a mom that will last forever. I want a mom who will love me whatever. I want a mom to take my hand (laughs) and make me feel like a holiday. A mom, a mom to tuck me, hold on, a mom to tuck me in at night and chase the monsters away. Mm -hmm. I want a mom to read me... I want her, I want her mom to sing me stories and sing a lullaby. and if I have a bad dream, she'll hold me when I cry. And then it does the whole the whole little first part again, um, and then it says, and when she's and when she says to me that she'll always be there to watch and protect me, I don't have to be scared. Oh, and when she says "I will always love you, I want I, I, I want need, I won't need to worry. Because I'll know it's true. I want a mom, when I get lonely, to take the time. And and then there's more lyrics, but I'm not going to read those. But it's a sad
0: song. It's a sad song, and it's used effectively in the movie. Sure.
1: Not a great song, Um, but a sad song.
0: While we're reading lyrics to songs, I did go ahead and pull up the lyrics to the song that the princess sings to Reptar, because...
1: Thank you. Yes, yes, please. (laughs) Thank you. And I
0: will go ahead and read those for you, and I will fully admit that this is one of the reasons this is not a perfect movie um thank you here it goes reptar he's no ordinary monster <laughs> he's a lizard with a heart of gold yes don't believe the lies you've been told he's a fire-breathing <laughs> child to me <laughs> i see sweetness I
1: just so much water out oh my <laughs> gosh
0: I see sweetness when I look into his large yellow <laughs> eyes. <laughs> he's got a sensitive stare, one that can hypnotize. He may be Ooh. rough on the outside, but inside, he's a lost child. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> he's the, he's the kindest monster I've ever met. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like you're reading his eulogy.
0: <laughs> and then here's the chorus. Reptar, I'll protect you. <laughs> Reptar, I'll hold you. And I'll be there for you. That's it. (laughs) And then Coco bursts in and sings the chorus again.
1: Reptile. I'll protect you. (laughs) (laughs) Reptile. And then she's like, and I'll be there for you, Chucky. Chucky. And Chucky's like, and everyone everyone in the audience is like, yes, this is good.
0: (laughs) this child is approaching the stage and this is good and normal.
1: I did find it funny that, um, you know, they're in France, but everything is in English. Like, even the shows are in English.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've never been, been to France. I believe that they all speak English there. They do. Can't, can't but... confirm otherwise.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um,
0: there are just a lot of good jokes in this song. I mean, in this movie. Mm. In that song? Okay.
1: Um, uh, yeah, lay, now, lay one on me real fast. Uh,
0: when And this was one that my friends would quote a lot um, growing up. Mm. When Phil <laughs> is playing with the bidet and he says, Wow, a potty that squirts you back. Good joke. Okay, very good. Very good. Um, I mean, Phil and Lil just have some, some zingers. When Lil says, She's not a very nice lady. She's too pointy. Great, great they joke.
1: They are... They are so gross in this movie
0: <laughs> when they're just piling the goo into their diapers on in gooey, ooey gooey land <laughs> to take it home with them. Uh, I love that. I love Phil and Lil. They're that, the best.
1: There's a there's a moment where like he farts a little goo bubble out and you like you see it and it's it's icky. You see it come out of his diaper and it's gross, my dude. Yeah, it's pretty
0: gross. Um, he's good though. He's a good boy. Yeah, sure. He's fine. Um, do you, so you you don't feel emotions when Chucky cries? <laughs> um,
1: I mean, he's a very sympathetic character, yeah. and
0: yeah, y- it it
1: was sad, sure. But um, he wants a mom that feel, could love
0: him forever.
1: I didn't feel as much emotion when he cried. I felt. Pity when he was like kind of pitiful. I he, I felt pity when he was pitiful. If that makes sense, you know. Sure. When he was like all mousy, it was like, oh, this little
0: kid. Um. Yeah. I mean, that my heart broke for him when in the beginning, when everyone was dancing with their moms and he was just kind of sitting in the corner sadly.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about that for a moment. I would um, die for this boy.
0: <laughs> so
1: you know? Do you know who played the DJ? Um.
0: Surely you're going to tell me it's someone like Tim Curry.
1: Well, no. Well, kind
0: of. It's Casey Tim Kasem someone in who is, was... right? I don't believe so. I think he's in this. I think he's a he, very I mean, small he banker. has to be. Um so yeah, who while is I'm it? telling you that
1: it was Casey Kasem who was the original voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I I've been to a variety of weddings including my own and um, I've never been to a wedding where they're like, all right, this rules. Anyway, how about the little kids dance with their moms real quick? That's, yeah. a, that's an interesting, an interesting thing, to, a very specific thing to have at a wedding. Cause I mean, at that point, Chucky could just waited a minute and they would have been like, how about the kids dance with their dads now?
0: <laughs> yeah. They'd <laughs> be like, suck it. <laughs> I've He's got a like, dad. This is and I've my got... turn. <laughs> um, Yeah, I I did confirm who Tim Curry is in this movie. Are you sitting down? Okay, who is he? Oh, I'm sitting. He is one of the sumo singers.
1: I just fell flat (laughs) on my face. I don't know why they had to hire him for that role.
0: It's not a Tim Curry role.
1: (laughs) That is not a Tim Curry role. You are correct. A Tim Curry role would have been John Lithgow's role. Right,
0: exactly. That's, yeah. Tim Curry was just sitting there like, Darling, you've got to put me in this film. <laughs> Darling, you have to put me in this film. I
1: can't um, wait. I can't be known as Pennywise forever. <laughs> I think my wife went to bed and closed the door. <laughs> she might um, leave you now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she definitely will.
0: And honestly, good for her. <laughs> yeah, who can blame her at this
1: point, honestly?
0: Um, do, you, do okay, so while well, we're talking about flaws in this movie, it it is a flaw movie, um, mm. Coco's plan is kind of insane. I can acknowledge this. <laughs> sure. She, they,
1: how, they got married quick too.
0: Yeah. It seems to be a couple days. Mm. Um, so she, her plan is to marry Chucky's dad so she can have a child. So she can be the CEO of a company. Um, yeah, correct.
1: Because that is a prerequisite. Yes, when you are reading the job on uh, ZipRecruiter, uh, they're like, all right, great. Run a multi-million dollar company. Check. Has leadership qualities. Check. Has given birth. Ah, dang it.
0: Guess this one's not for me. Um, I am lo- willing to look past that because it is... Kind of sitcom logic. It's a it's a cartoon. Like it's fine. It sure. doesn't really bother me. Sure. I and the first one is like like you said more grounded. It's just some babies are lost and everyone is panicking. Uh, yeah, and I you like found that, that troubling. I like that this is more of just a zany sitcom premise of a of a show of a movie. You know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um. Coco.
0: She walked so that Isma could run. Can we acknowledge this? Yeah, she.
1: Yeah, you. You are exactly correct. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very fair point. She, she is the pre. When the creators of the Emperor's New Groove were, were doing their thing, and they're like, "What should Yzma look like?" Hey guys, have you seen this? It's basically her. And then Can they just shrunk coco? her head a little bit.
0: Can we do Coco from Rugrats in Paris, but forty percent pointier?
1: Yeah. And a little bit older. I felt like Coco was significantly older than Chucky's dad. Is that am I right in assuming that?
0: Maybe. I don't really know how old Coco is supposed to be. Um Yeah, me either,
1: but she just felt older.
0: I feel like Chucky's dad is probably in his mid thirties. He's a dweeb. Yeah, he's I mean he's a freaking dweeb, but I love him. He's I mean, I didn't even realize
1: dude. this. Like, he's already ready to get married, but his, uh, if the timeline is what I think it is—his wife would only be dead for like about a year, maybe.
0: Yeah, not super long. A little,
1: a little less than a year. Um, and he's already like, "All right, I'm, I'm ready to commit. Here well, I go."
0: Do we know how um how old Chucky was when she died?
1: Um no, but he he said that he's almost two. Yeah. Um, but there's there's pictures of them where he like Chucky has like a little bit of hair. And yeah, he are Kind of looks like a toddler. So, so she's not it that
0: had, long it, dead.
1: <laughs> right. If she had the body's barely cold at this point, <laughs> and he's like, guess I gotta move on.
0: No, he he misses his wife. He. Oh yeah, he misses be nice her. to Chaz.
1: That was actually, the I I felt the emotional beats more of Chaz missing his wife more than Chucky missed his mom. I mean, I Um, I felt it with both of them, strongly. I felt it more with Chaz, mostly because Chucky didn't really know his mom, but you could, you know, you felt something for Chaz.
0: Yeah, but he he wanted to have a mommy. Okay, (laughs) listen, sit down.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Okay. Yeah, I have been standing this entire time.
0: The scene where they've been, uh, Coco like locks them in that room before the wedding, mm-hmm. and Angelica confesses that she helped Coco or whatever. Which she she says that I help. She says I helped the lady trick your mom into mar- or your dad into marrying her, which is not really true. All she did was say, "Hey, this guy has a kid." <laughs> um, when Chucky is saying that he wants a mom that just loves him like, like everyone else's moms love them that you you feel nothing (laughs) um
1: i mean yeah i'm not saying that i felt nothing there it's just if we're comparing the two um i felt more for chaz than i did for
0: chucky i mean yeah yeah i mean whatever sure um you like chucky's little did they say how she died do what? <laughs> you like Chucky's little toddler dance at the beginning of at the wedding at the beginning when his shoes are tied together. It's a good dance.
1: Yeah, sure. It was good dance. It's a good it dance. It was
0: how a toddler would dance. He did a good job. Give it up yeah. for Chucky, everybody. Um, Give it up
1: for Chucky. Uh, yeah. So, are we are we putting a bow on this one for our opinions at least?
0: Uh let me see if there's anything else I need to say. I mean it's very good that Chucky's first word is no when he runs into the wedding. Um mm-hmm. the Godfather stuff to me is very good. There is The what a, stuff? The Godfather stuff at the beginning and the end. You are cor- incorrect. The Bobfather stuff. So you you are correct. The Bobfather. When Chucky is the Bobfather at the end is so funny to me. Um the babies, they are in a big dinosaur robot suit and they destroy Paris. This is good.
1: Yeah, the mech the, the mech suits were pretty cool. I will say that. Um
0: I, mean, I like... that's
1: what every everyone of our generation remembers from this movie.
0: Right. Um, I like when Angelica is singing karaoke and she's singing about how fun it is to trick all the dumb, stupid babies and all the adults are listening, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, she's doing such a good job. <laughs>
1: Yeah, her parents are just cooing over her, like, "Aw, look at her go."
0: Um, I don't know. I just feel like this movie is good at, like, the way kids talk to each other based on snippets of things that they have heard from adults. I mean, that's something that Rugrats mm. as a show is good at, but I think this movie yeah. gets that better than the first one did, and I think that's why I love it. And I just it makes me feel very emotional and sad, and it makes me very happy when Chucky. And um, Kimmy have uh, a nice little family at the end, and I just love it and think it's wonderful. And uh, you are wrong, and also incorrect, and also stupid.
1: So yeah, Fair we're done. Fair enough. Now. I've heard I've heard that before. So who cares what we have to say? Honestly, um, what I care about is what the good old citizens of IMDb have to say. You guessed it, folks. Take off your take off your winter clothes. Put on your beach shorts. Take off, take off your shirt while you're at it. Oh, take I'm way ahead of you, mate. Take, take off your shoes and stay a while, because it's time for Hot Takes. Hot Takes is where I scour the reviews on IMDb, and I want to see what the other people of the universe think of this movie. So um, here I go. Um, this first one comes from JR-59. jr-59 gives it a eight out of ten and says any adult with guts will say that that they (laughs) like this movie on their own rather than because their kids like it
0: preach jr-59
1: so so they're talking about you
0: you have guts apparently (laughs) i have guts
1: strap in because the the next two that i am going to be reading um are the the full reviews they're not incredibly long but i'm reading the full things So, um, this next one comes from Darth Homer. (laughs) Darth, (laughs) Um,
0: uh, I'm sorry, pause. Darth Homer? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Darth Homer, like Homer Simpson. I'm listening. Uh, Darth Homer. Darth Homer says, the decline continues. No, it doesn't. Um, And the review says, Rugrats in Paris, where can I start? Well, it's kind of like the first film. The fact that it's not a terrible movie, but certainly not a masterpiece. First off. The only good bits are the Godfather parody at the start, and I must say it's a good parody, and some well-scripted lines. That where the good stuff stop. And if you want to expect, if you want want to expect a good film, stop reading now. The bad I want to expect a good are, film. <laughs> the bad parts are the movie has crappy animation. Some no. okay, get ready some bad voice acting no. and crappy designs that's all the bad points Ugh. other than that it's a relatively enjoyable experience and you may, and you may just like it overall 6 out of 10
0: come on darth homer the darth homer was good. not a
1: f- that was a roller coaster of a ride cuz it sounds like he didn't like it but he gave it a passing grade
0: yeah he kind of liked it a little bit it seems like yeah so this one, this final one is a
1: long one, and it comes from A dot One. Um A dot One gives it a one out of ten. Oh come and on. And says and says not necessary. Uh the review says I don't I should even have need to've stayed in see America. <laughs> I don't even need to see it to believe it. The whole Rugrats Empire has gone too far. <laughs> a second <laughs> A second movie is not necessary at all. Here it goes. Little scared, little scaredy cat Chucky Finster goes to a wedding and gets depressed that he doesn't have a mom. In parentheses, deceased. I'm so angry. <laughs> a, a brother of the father, Chaz, calls up and says, there's a malfunction at Euro Reptar Land. Which is, that's a, that's not true. Um... It says that there is a malfunction at your Reptarland, Land, parentheses, a licensed Japanese-type Reptar theme park in Paris, and makes a mistake, saying that Chaz can bring his family and friends. It is not Chaz. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't have just settled it all with a nice long mini series. in parentheses. What? That was <laughs> That was the cunning way to... That was the cunning way to a plot of garbage. Chaz had an idea that he could find love in gay Paris. Parentheses, not today's meaning, little tongue stick out face. <laughs> in a parentheses. All the babies and company go to Paris. And get into typical Scooby-Doo situations. <laughs> parentheses, stupid meddling kids. In parentheses, Two new characters come into view. A new rugrat, Kimmy. And stepmother of Chucky, which has yet to be determined. Okay. What? They. <laughs> I don't know. Is the marriage legal? Who knows at this point? Uh, mm. They make a big deal out of minor characters instead of a new regret But hey, I'm only 12. <laughs> well, <laughs> who loads plot many... twist. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm only a 12 year old who loads many popular cartoons like Pokey D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you write this review when you were 12? I did.
1: I did not. Uh but anyway, that's it for hot takes from this 12-year-old.
0: Um what was the name of that last person? It was a.murray1. War a.murray1 is my uh, sworn enemy from now on. Mm.
1: Incorrect. Yeah, but they're twelve. Well, that was written in two thousand. That was written in the year two thousand. So, a Don't Murray one is in their thirties now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That was this insane. on IMDb?
1: That, that was on IMDb. Yeah.
0: It's so weird to think about people writing IMDb reviews twenty years ago. It is. Insane. You are correct. Ugh, crazy. Um. Yep. Rugrats in Paris. Is we a should find them film. and send it to them. We should. Um, this could I mean this this could be someone we know for all we know.
1: It very well could. Do we know an A oh my word, I do know an A Murray. His name please, is Aaron. I know an Aaron Murray. Please find
0: out if this is them. Oh, I have to find out. You are correct. Um so we're gonna end this thing by putting this movie through the gauntlet of our three questions that we ask about every film that we cover on the show. Is it good for kids? Is it good for adults? And does it stand the test of time? And I'm worried that we're going to disagree.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to disagree on a few things. I know that.
0: Oh, Let's start with the first one. Clint, you think this movie is good for kids?
1: Yeah, it's fine for kids. Oh,
0: thank goodness. It's great for kids. It's
1: fine for kids. It's wonderful yeah, it, for kids. It, it, it's got poop jokes. It's got mech suits. It's got things for kids. They can see it.
0: I do wonder, and I will say this: um, I do wonder what a kid who did not have a mother would think watching this movie. Because the solution to Chucky's problem is his daddy marry a lady. Now he has a mother. He happy. What if? Yeah. What if child watched this movie now, not have mother, and say, "Well, <laughs> my dad has not married any ladies. I am still sad." Yes,
1: <laughs> I have no mother forever. I'd get. I mean, Chuck, I does need to say, go to
0: Paris. At the end, he's like, it's very sweet, a very sweet line. and It just tugged on my little heartstrings when he says, I guess I'm lucky because I have two moms now because his mom is watching from mm. heaven, and now he has a stepmom who's very nice to him and loves him and loves his little teddy bear. I'm about to yeah, cry his, right what, now. His wah I, I was
1: I was really wondering if you were because you kind of you kind of cracked a little bit. I didn't know if you were choking up or not. Uh,
0: I think that was really just me being tired. I'm not actually choking up, but I am feeling like just emotional. Just feeling tender. It's a tender moment.
1: Yeah, like a sloppy wet kiss.
0: I just love the Finster family, the new and improved Finster family. They're just a wonderful family. Chucky and yeah. um, Kimmy are wonderful siblings. I love them. They're okay. Yes, they can.
1: They they do the job. This movie. Second is, question.
0: Well, I didn't give my answer. Yes, it's good for kids. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> two, question two. Is this good for adults, Clint? What you think?
1: I don't think so. No. Um, and because you know we 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 keep a lot of ambiguity with these questions. I heard that sigh. Blech. We keep a lot of ambiguity with these questions, and sometimes we do, <laughs> we do view them. You good? Yeah, I'm okay. Go on. We do view them through the lens of prior interactions with the medium, but I I'm viewing this one as separate
0: from prior interactions. Uh, so I'm gonna say no. Um, I am saying. A resounding yes. This movie was very okay. effective for me, the eleventh time around or whatever this is. It's probably not eleventh. It's probably like sixth or seventh for me. Um, I think it's very good for adults. Total. Yeah, total. I I saw it a lot as wow. a kid. I watched it a bunch of times.
1: I would. I, well, I was thinking that six or seven was low. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. I mean, um, what do you want from me?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Forty, seven. It seems like
0: several times. Um, Yes, it's good for kids. Yes, it's good for adults. It's a wonderful film. It's French cinema. We love to see it. Um, French cinema. Question number three: Does it stand the test of time for you?
1: The answer may surprise you. (laughs) The answer is (laughs) no. Good. Good job. Uh no the, the answer is no it does not stand the test of time for me um, because as I mentioned earlier I remember liking this movie more than the second more than the first one uh, but my opinions have shifted
0: they have shifted in the wrong direction yes for me <laughs> it stands the test of time fully in every way it's not a perfect movie but it's a very good movie and I love it and I will watch it again with my children someday
1: yeah, I mean, I'll probably, if if I have children at some point, which I, I plan on it, um, I, I would be fine with them seeing this, but for me, as a grown man, I didn't really enjoy it.
0: Well, that hurts me deeply on a deep, deep <laughs> level, and uh, this is... Unfortunately, the last episode of our podcast, we are Mm -hmm. done. We're not even going to cover Rugrats Go Wild, because why would we? What's the point? Why bother? You're correct. Um, JK, we'll keep going for the fans. Um, We have to do it for the fans. (laughs) For the fans. As Um, soon as
1: the fans move out, we're we're this (laughs) is done.
0: (laughs) Please stop listening, fans, so we can Stop. (laughs) All the millions of people that tune in every week, please just knock it off.
1: Yeah, just for once, please don't.
0: We are so tired of doing this show.
1: (laughs) We're so tired of each other. We we hate it
0: for you. We're not even friends. We hate each other. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Never been friends. Never. This is a
0: court order. So if I'm um, correct, this movie gets a four out of six, which. that's like a. You are a, correct. It walks right.
1: Um, I would, I believe this goes to Raptors because that's greater than halfway.
0: Is it? I mean, we've never really like clearly defined what the metric is.
1: I think um, well, if we're being honest, I think that it would be greater than four and a half.
0: W- if if why? the
1: If the the scale? Well, let's see. So one, two, two. We've been doing this one, show for
0: two years.
1: <laughs> one to one point one, <laughs> one to one point five, I guess would be a failing grade. Two point five to three would be walk. Three point five. Well, no, that that's an uneven. That's an uneven entryway. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that yeah, it, one to two is fail. Three to four is walk. Five okay. to six is pass. Yeah,
0: I I think that's fair. Five to six. Pass. Okay. Okay. So, um, it walks. Not we don't get to feed it to our reptars, um, which is really upsetting for me.
1: Yeah, that 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 the opportunity was there, but the movie just didn't uphold. I guess.
0: Um. Let me. Look at my list so I can give you an accurate reading of just how much I like this movie compared to the other movies we've covered on this show. I want to tell you where it falls in my ranking. Sure. This is our 53rd episode, which one of those um, was Spy Kids Mission Critical, so it doesn't really count as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but, and then one of them was the nostalgies, right? So, But either way, this is number 15 on my ranking. Um, w- wow. Wow. It's it's right above Shrek 2 and right behind Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Right above Shrek 2.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Those two are uh two great sequels. <laughs> I could I could flip those depending on what mood mood I'm in, but I do think I like Rugrats and Paris more.
1: Is the Incredibles still your number one?
0: Incredibles is still my number one. I mean, Incredibles is my favorite movie, so <laughs> it will never be dethroned. Uh- Currently,
1: it's your favorite movie? Because I, I know so. you shift a lot.
0: Yeah, I shift a lot. I, it's, it's still my favorite movie right now. Um,
1: That's fair. It's a good movie.
0: It's a great movie. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. So um, next week, not next week, never next week. In two weeks, we'll be back. We'll be covering a movie called Rugrats Go Wild. And this is a crossover film, and it's got even more Tim Curry than usual.
1: It's got Tim Curry as Nigel Thornberry, this is where the Rugrats uh, cross over with the Wild Thornberrys. It's like, it's the pre-Jimmy Timmy Power Hour.
0: Yes, that's what it is. I mean, it was probably right around the same time as Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, right?
1: It had to be before. Um, Let's, you, know what, you know what? We have this uh, excellent tool called known the as the internet.
0: internet. So Rugrats Go Rugrats Wild go was wild. 2003. 2003. Um, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was 2004 so yeah you're right it was a year before um was this the last Rugrats thing because Rugrats had to be ending soon right
1: uh yeah this would have been this would have been the end of it
0: I think this was the end of Rugrats which is insane No, no 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 Rugrats went to 2006 apparently
1: well this was the last movie
0: yeah, yeah, it's definitely the last movie. So,
1: the last movie that came to theaters, they had like a TV movie, which was Rugrats All Grown Up. The first one was yeah. a was a TV movie. It was just a two-part this was the, yeah. This was um their last uh you know actual in cinemas on the on the big silver screen movie.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I've never seen this movie.
1: Really, you I've never seen
0: it. Seen it. Huh.
1: So this will be fun. I remember seeing this one in theaters.
0: I remember seeing trailers for it in theaters and then I didn't actually see it.
1: Yeah, no, I I clearly remember seeing this one.
0: Um, And for the I listeners... I also had... Go ahead.
1: I, I also had more of an attachment towards the Wild Thornberries than I did Rogue Rats as a Interesting. child. Interesting.
0: I watched a little bit of Wild Thornberries, but not very much. I don't have much of an attachment to it, so... Was definitely more mm-hmm. of a Rugrats boy. Um, this movie's on Netflix for the listeners, so if you haven't yes. seen it, watch it.
1: And Rugrats in Paris was also on Netflix. If yes. you are listening to this and haven't seen it yet, give it a watch. I mean, give it some time. It's fine. I mean, it's the Great I didn't American love it, but Film, but maybe you will. Yeah, it's fine
0: um so we're on social media we have a twitter account it's at purely nostalgia um we have an instagram account it's at purely nostalgia pod i have a twitter account it's at Elisha p smith and it's the same for letterboxd
1: i also have a twitter and letterboxd account that has the same uh, handle my account name is clint jh page the jh does stand for jazz hands
0: i thought it stood for juicy hams
1: For juicy hams, correct.
0: And since I haven't Um, hit this button in in this episode, I will hit it now. You haven't. You have not hit that button
1: once in this whole episode. Yeah. Um, and also, do us a favor. Go to iTunes and give us a five star rating. Five star rating and review goes a long way, ensuring that we are at the top of the list for nostalgic based content. Um, And it helps to cards on the. it cards on the table here folks. Um I'm getting on iTunes uh podcast right now. <gasps> so let's see where we rank. Oh, no. Um just for purely. Purely is going to be the first the first word oh, that I'm man. typing
0: in. I'm actually nervous purely. right now.
1: All right. We rank number 5. That's not uh, that so, bad. <laughs> Oh, I was wrong. Oh, we no. ranked number seven. Oh, no. It's <laughs> um,
0: so bad. here it
1: is Purely Arsenal. <laughs> purely being guided meditation.
0: Do not listen to these podcasts. <laughs> You're purely shouting poop. them out. I'm sorry. Purely Poop?
1: Purely Poop is number three.
0: Oh, man. Okay, do listen Purell,
1: to Purell. Purell Living Podcast. <laughs> Hmm. Purely for sport, and then purely nostalgia.
0: <laughs> oh man, that that is sad. Yeah. I'm actually kind of depressed right now.
1: Yeah, purely poop is above us.
0: We're gonna take um down. Purely poop. We're going to overtake <laughs> purely poop. We probably won't make it to the top of the ranking, but we can surely get above purely poop. That's our goal. We for can surely get above purely poop. We've already like led to, to sith. Now all I need to do is take over Purely Poop, and we'll be done.
1: Yeah, you've clearly shown a track record of meeting your your uh, New Year's resolution, so can you make this your back-end New Year's resolution for 2020?
0: Oh yeah, that's my other New Year's resolution. Hey, I, while we're on the subject, I'm going to get way better at surfing than I am now. Like, I mean, right. I'm not done yet. I'm going to be freaking shredding some pipes. Alright, deal. Alright, so uh, I think that'll do, Donkey. We will see you soon.
1: And Skinnaff for listening. When you love you're not alone.
0: I know it's a thing in the United Kingdom, but uh, it could also be a thing in the Queensland, as they call it.
1: Hey, I just want to let you know that me wife just texted me <laughs> and said, "Is this seriously? Is this seriously how it's gonna be this whole time?"
0: Listen, last last week I, when I was doing this accent the whole time I was surfing, <clears throat> I kept making yeah. the same mistake that you just made, where you said, "Me wife." I kept also thinking me that Sheila. Australians talk like pirates But they don't They don't say me wife They would say my wife oh, my,
1: my, sh- my Sheila my, Sheila,
0: my texted Sheila. me
1: She texted me and asked me If I was going to be doing this the whole time Now again, the bit uh, is
0: that I am a surfer boy And you don't have to do the accent But if you want to Then you're going to have to come up with a good reason for it
1: I'll, 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 I'll give you a good reason why I won't do it She just texted me and said, please, this is annoying. Yeah. Say, I'm going back to normal. I'm back to normal now, sweetheart. Now, I know I can't see you. Why you is it... Me.
0: She's going to hear your voice either way. Why is it annoying for her to hear you in an Australian accent?
1: Well, w- at this point, we have not actively decided to have children. No. And I think that she's af- she's afraid that if she hears this Australian accent coming from me, she won't be able to keep
0: that makes sense. There to
1: guide you.